Welcome to the TPS5 for the week of June 22nd through the 26th. TPS5 is a weekly recap of the latest in marketing, communications, and digital healthcare news as curated by the expert hosts of the Touchpoint Media Network. To learn more about Touchpoint Media, visit us online at touchpoint.health. Our lead story this week comes from Health Leaders and is entitled Social Determinants of Health, Lead or Partner? The article addresses effective ways that health systems can tackle social determinants of health by setting clear priorities and knowing their role. It begins by pointing out that when nonprofit hospitals conduct their community health needs assessment every three years as required, they generally do not have a shortage of needs to identify. From food insecurity, housing instability, and hurdles to education and employment, the list of social determinants of health that hospitals can address to meet community needs are seemingly infinite which is why hospitals must develop and reinforce a clear sense of purpose and self-awareness about the concrete roles they play in the communities they serve. For example, Samuel Ross, Chief Community Health Officer for Bon Secure's Mercy Health, says the health system's role will vary with each public health project they address. In some cases, it makes sense for a provider organization to be the primary funder of a given project. But, he says, in other cases, we may be the convener, or we may be the facilitator, or we may have staff or resources that provide certain expertise to a particular activity that's going on. It really depends on what's happening in the community. As healthcare leaders are adapting to the vast disruption caused by the coronavirus pandemic, their public health priorities should adapt too. Many areas are seeing a rapid rise in unemployment, for example, which can quickly add to social determinant of health complications. But it's important to resist the temptation to try and solve every systemic problem communities are facing. And even as health systems respond and adapt to evolving stakeholder needs, it's equally, if not more important, to understand what potential partners are also doing, and even understand what they possibly are able to do. A partnership with outside organizations may be a better alignment that will allow health systems to make shared investments towards shared goals. In addition, remember that most health systems are members of large purchasing organizations that could explore more localized supply chain options. This might provide not only reasonable contract opportunities, but it can also strengthen the local community. By establishing sustainable relationships that bring goods and services to your community as well as your organization, health systems can find valuable return. More importantly, this approach to purchasing can reinforce the health system's role as a good citizen within the community. Adam Myers, Chief of Population Health and Director of Cleveland Clinic Community Care at Cleveland Clinic, says that for healthcare organizations, there are specific circumstances when forming partnerships is preferred over making direct investments to meet public health needs. And health systems and hospitals should resist the temptation to create a de novo project aimed at addressing social determinants of health. Rather than creating our own program, we often need to be learning, listening, and standing behind existing community organizations to determine what we can do to support them and create synergy. Another important factor of a health system's approach to partnering with community members is trust. Myers says that trust is only possible through true listening, seeking to understand each other's felt needs, and partnering in ways that strengthen community-based organizations to help meet community needs. Humility is also an essential factor when working with community-based organizations. Annette Fetchko, Director of Strategy at Algany Health Network's Center of Inclusion Health, says, Health systems have always felt that we have the answer. However, we are learning that we need to understand what is needed from the community's perspective and the community-based organization's perspective. That has been essential in forging relationships. 
Providers are also making direct investments to help combat social determinants of health in their communities. In a February health affairs study, researchers searched for public announcements of new direct investment programs by health systems in the U.S. from January 2017 to November 2019. Of the 626 health systems included in the study, 57, or 9.1%, made a new direct investment in a public health program. There is a handful of payers and systems that have totally bought in and are making the investment and doubling down on social determinants, says Kate Sommerfeld, president of Social Determinants of Health for ProMedica. The Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan Health Network has been investing heavily in public health projects for its patients and surrounding communities for several years, and after about a decade of doing piecemeal work, created a dedicated division in late 2017. As a system, we made a decision that social determinants are really truly part of our strategic plan and fundamentally how we deliver care, says Sommerfeld. But often it's hard to track these investments into a solid ROI. Healthcare spending continues to be out of balance, skewing heavily towards clinical care rather than public health spending, despite evidence showing how much social determinants impact health outcomes. In general, health system investments in social determinants of health projects can be broken into two groups, micro-interventions that assist individual patients and macro-interventions that operate on a larger, systemic level. But determining the right investment can be difficult and has to be approached carefully. And while micro-investment ROI and outcomes are easier and faster to track, doing so at a macro level takes more time. The ROI is much longer on that, Sommerfeld says, estimating that the ROI term can be 7 to 10 years. But, she says, she believes it will get there. And as we face great uncertainty with the financial instability of the healthcare industry, it makes one wonder if health systems have the wherewithal to properly address these public health initiatives. You can read more of this article in the show notes. And now, other stories from this week. Fierce Healthcare published an article entitled Federal Judge Rules Against Hospitals in Clash Over CMS Price Transparency Rule. A federal judge has ruled against a lawsuit brought by hospital groups that challenges the current administration's rule to require hospitals post charges they negotiate with payers. Tuesday's ruling dealt a major blow to hospitals as well as insurers who claim the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services rule that goes into effect in January is onerous. The AHA said it will appeal the decision. eMarketer ran an article about the uptick in U.S. adult social media usage that will likely normalize in the post-pandemic days. Up to 51% of U.S. adults are using social media at higher rates during the pandemic. But even though elevated social usage continues, they believe that when consumers eventually get back to their normal routines of school, work, and social activities, those trends will normalize. Search Engine General featured four new attributes that Google has released for Google My Business listings, which include online care, online appointment, online estimates, and online classes. Businesses can add these and any other existing attributes to their GMB profile. Lastly, be sure to listen to this week's The Exam Room episode, hosted by Dr. Brian Vardabidian, which features a conversation with Dr. Dana Coriel, founder of SoMe Docs, one of the web's most active networked communities. Dr. Coriel offers her insight on the current state of doctors and social media, as well as efforts she's making to help doctors find their voice and footprint. Give it a listen. And that's it for this week's TPS 5. If you'd like the latest in healthcare news in an email delivered weekly to your inbox, be sure to subscribe to the TPS Report, which you can sign up for on the Touchpoint Media website at touchpoint.health. 
Enjoy the 4th of July week, and if you are celebrating, please do so safely. And wear a mask, practice physical distancing, and wash your hands. These are the three most important things we can do to help protect ourselves and, more importantly, others during this pandemic. See you next week.